Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening. This is Jordan with Searching Scripture. Uh, If you didn't catch my last podcast, it happened to also be my first podcast. Um, I talked about whether or not the idea of once saved, always saved was biblical. So if that interests you, then make sure to go and check that out. Uh, Today, I am going to be covering what Scripture does and does not say uh, about tithing and whether it's a command that today's Christians need to follow. So the word tithe actually means a tenth. Uh, According to Webster's Dictionary, it is described as a tenth part of something, uh, paid as a voluntary contribution or as a tax, especially for the support of a religious establishment. Uh, Tithing in the Old Testament was a law. It was a command. Uh, In Leviticus 27.30, we see that tithing wasn't about money then. Um, The tithe came from your grain, your fruit, oil, honey, herds, and flocks. Um, It says that a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Whatever, sorry, whoever would redeem any of their tithe must add a fifth of the value to it. Every tithe of the herd and flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod, will be holy to the Lord. Now, there were some instances where tithing was in fact money. Um, If the journey was too far to bring all of your crop or herds, um, they could sell them for money. And we find that in Deuteronomy 14... 24 through 26, but if that place is too distant and you have been blessed by the Lord your God and cannot carry your tithe because the place where the Lord will choose to put his name is too far away, then exchange your tithe for silver and take the silver with you and go to the place the Lord your God will choose. Use the silver to buy whatever you like, cattle, sheep, wine, or other fermented drink, or anything you wish. Then you and your household shall eat there in the presence of the Lord your God and rejoice. So tithing under the Old Testament law uh, was also meant to be given to the Levites as an inheritance, since they were not given land as an inheritance. Um, They were responsible to work in the tabernacle, and they could not provide for themselves. But even what they were given, they were required to give a tenth of that as well. Uh, Numbers 18, 21, and 25, I give to the Levites all the tithes in Israel as their inheritance in return for the work they do while serving at the tent of meeting. Verse 25 says, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Levites and say to them, When you receive from the Israelites the tithe I give you as your inheritance, you must present a tenth of that tithe as the Lord's offering. Now, just to add in real quick, At the end of every third year, um, there was also a separate tithe that was to be given to the Levites, the foreigners, the fatherless, and the widows. Um, These were the people who typically could not provide for themselves. Okay, so now that we covered tithing under the Old Testament law, we will move on to see what the New Testament says, um, or rather what it doesn't say about tithing requirements. But before that, um, I wanted to do something fun for my listeners, which is only a few right now, but 
Um, I'm introducing the searching scripture key verse in each podcast. Um, Randomly in a podcast, I will announce a key verse, and then you as listeners will have to look up that verse and either text or Facebook message me what that verse says. Um, Everyone who does this will be entered into a raffle for a $10 Dutch Bros gift card at the end of the month. Um, You know, I'm doing this because of my own experience. Opening my Bible and reading and studying daily has made a huge impact. After a while, you find yourself wanting to study scripture rather than watching your favorite TV shows. Um, Sometimes my wife and I now... Well, you know, we'll just sit in our living room and read until bedtime, which is weird, I kind of think. But, you know, I joke about that because it just felt weird at first. I just never pictured myself, um, you know, getting that much joy out of, out of reading scripture rather than watching TV. Um, I also have to say, you know, I'm totally down for using my Bible app on my phone now and then for studying or reading outside of home. But I really urge you guys to open your physical Bible at least as often as using your phone. There's something about reading the Word of God just on the same device that I personally find myself, you know, sucked into these earthly things like Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Um, So I challenge you to... Uh, opening a physical Bible more, you know, feeling the weight in your hands and just knowing that this book, you know, it's my guide to the Lord and nothing else, you know, no social media, no games, no internet. So, um, yeah. So today's searching scripture key verse is 2 Corinthians 8, 9. And guys, if you don't recall this verse, I really encourage you to look it up because to me, it was a very powerful statement, um, especially with the tithing and giving aspect of this episode. Okay, so now regarding tithing for the New Testament Christian, you've probably heard many people or even pastors tell you, you know, you have to tithe 10%. It's what the Bible tells us we have to do. Well, you'll learn that in this podcast, we don't go off of what people tell us to do. We search scripture and we see what God tells us to do. So what exactly does the New Testament law say about how much we're required to give? So believe it or not, there's actually no set percentages found in the New Testament on how much to give. What's interesting is Jesus talked more about money than any other subject, yet he never chose to talk about tithing. Um, The word tithe is used in the New Testament uh, a few times, but it's never used as a command. So right off the bat here, uh, I think you can tell that being told you have to tithe 10%, you know, it's not a required among, among Christians today. So now that we know that tithing is not a command or requirement among Christians today, I want to discuss why I believe that 10%, if not more, is very reasonable to the believer today. Okay, first, we see that Jesus took many things from the Old Testament law to a higher level. Um, Old Testament says, don't murder. Jesus says, even being angry at someone is like murdering your heart. Old Testament says, 
don't commit adultery. Uh, Jesus says even lusting at someone is like adultery in your heart. Old Testament says man can divorce woman whenever he pleases. Jesus says, you know, you can't do it unless there's physical adultery. Um, So if they had to give 10% back then under the Old Testament law, don't you think that you would want to do at least the same, if not more, under the grace of God that we are now? You know, that's just kind of something that I, I thought about. Um, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. You know, God is promising that the more you give, the more you receive in return. Now, we have to be careful not to confuse this with the prosperity gospel, um, with that statement. Um, This is not saying that if you tithe big, uh, then in return, God will, will give it back tenfold next week. Okay, it means that, you know, well, I'll tell you, it's possible that God's blessing could come financially. But, you know, it also can come in many different forms in our life. Like, maybe it means having your vehicles that run or a healthy family. You know, maybe he shows favor uh, to you during an interview you had. Or, even rather than earthly things, we see in Scripture that we can be building up heavenly rewards. So, regardless of how God blesses you, that's His business. Um, Let's take a look at 2 Corinthians 9-7. It says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So, Paul is telling us that our attitudes are far more important than the dollar amount you give, okay? I mean, would you want a birthday gift from someone who felt forced to give it to you and wasn't happy about doing it at all? Um, You know, a gift doesn't feel like a gift when it's forced and it doesn't come from that person's heart. So, but no matter what anyone is telling you, only you should determine what you give, whether it's more or less than 10%. Paul says, don't give reluctantly. So if you are tithing 10%, but you feel in your heart that maybe you only want to be doing 5%, um, then you should ask yourself, why do you feel that way? Um, Do you feel like that because you feel like the church is using the money inappropriately? Um, Are you not in a spiritual place in your life where you feel like you can trust God with it? Um, Or do you feel like things are too tight right now? Um, I'll give more another time. So if it does happen to be the latter, I recommend remembering that, you know, when times are tight, it isn't a time to think you're exempt of giving. Um, Tithing is a sacrificial act of giving, Uh, It should not be thought of as just paying money to your church, okay? When you're tithing that same percentage or more, regardless of your circumstances, you're showing that you trust and love and appreciate uh, the Lord, okay? Uh, Luke 21, 1 through 4 says this, As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich people putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. 
Truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had to live on. So, you know, Jesus is not telling us that we should tithe everything we make in our next paycheck. He's saying that even in her poverty and her struggles, she still gave, and what she gave was what she had, which was from her heart and not from her excess of wealth or, you know, while times were good. Uh, going back to 2 Corinthians 9-7, Paul says, Do not give under compulsion, meaning we shouldn't be giving because someone is pressuring you. Uh, here are some examples of wrong reasons to tithe. So one would be you feel guilty. Um, two is maybe you're doing it out of fear. Or three is you're thinking that it can make up for uh, some sin somehow. Um, and so here's some here's some right reasons to tithe. Um, one is you're giving to God, not the church. Two, um, God has blessed you in your life. Uh, and three, everything we have is God's. So when we invest in him uh, and in return, we are rewarded, whether that's earthly or heavenly, like we discussed. Um, lastly, God uses people to preach and teach and others to support those. Um, I once read a book called The Monk and the Merchant. It's about a teen who had uh, to decide if he was going to follow his father's footsteps, give up everything and be a monk in the monastery um, for the rest of his life, or go live a luxurious life with his uncle who owns a large number of uh, transportation ships. So it explains how it's okay to be both, um, and it's okay to have a lot of money. People often confuse 1 Timothy 6.10, which says, For the love of money is the root of all evil. And if you caught that, it says that the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. Um, if you are blessed financially by the Lord, then be good stewards of his money and remember that all you have is because of him. So I wanted to wrap up with sharing my experience I had personally with tithing. Um, when my wife and I first got married, you know, we weren't making great money. Our budget was tight. Uh, we contemplated whether we should tithe or should we put it towards debt. Um, we went through all kinds of conversations about how we have to take care of ourselves before we could take care of others. Or, you know, the Bible tells us not to owe anybody money. Um, you know, many other things. But one night, my wife and I prayed out loud together and decided that it was, um, you know, that this was one way we felt like we could trust the Lord. And so we made a commitment uh, to God that, we will always tithe at least 10%. So, you know, that's what we did. Because, you see, you don't you don't make tithing work around your budget. You know, you make your budget work around tithing. So let your tithing be the first thing to go and then work from there. And, you know, also guys and gals, you know, let me tell you, pray with your spouses out loud together, okay? Uh, in Matthew 18, 20, it says, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. And I don't know about you, but 
there's definitely times where I feel like, um, you know, God just isn't hearing my prayers or I feel like I'm just listening to myself talk. Uh, but for whatever reason, when I pray with my wife out loud, uh, I just know that he's there and I know that he's listening, um, you know, because he tells us he is. And so it's just kind of a cool thing. Uh, it's very powerful and I definitely recommend it. Um, now, fast forward to recent years. Uh, the Lord certainly has blessed me with an amazing job, uh, a job that if I put in the work, I'm capable of making six figures. And, uh, well, during my second year at the job, I actually had made more money in one month than I would have in like eight months at my prior job. And I had said to my wife, babe, 10% of this is a lot to tithe. Like, don't you think? And almost before she could even answer, I got this metaphorical gut punch from the Holy Spirit just kind of saying, you know, oh, I'm sorry, Jordan, like, I'm sorry you have to tithe so much, uh, because you had a great month, uh, from now on, I'll make sure you don't make so much, so that you can just kind of tithe the same amount you're used to, um, so, yeah, needless to say, I told Jess, never mind, because if the Lord is going to bless us like that, I will cheerfully give him the 10% back. Uh, okay, guys, this wraps up my second episode ever, so thanks for listening, Uh, Don't forget about the searching scripture key verse today, which was 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Uh, Text me or Facebook message me that verse to enter yourself into uh, the raffle for the $10 Dutch Bros card. And remember, you're up against like eight people right now. So yeah, all right, I'll catch you next episode.